Hey, Alan, have you got a spare tape measure? What do you want a tape measure for? Well, I've got to measure how big this podcast is going to be. Oh, why? Because <laughs> we're going to measure some time. Welcome to the Curious Fire podcast with your hosts, Alan Hennessy and Trevor Lorkings. This is the podcast that will ignite your thoughts and set your curiosity on fire. And now, here is this week's episode. Well, welcome to episode 19 of our Curious Fire podcast. This episode's called The Size of Time. What do you make of that, Alan? Any ideas? Hmm. Mm, yeah, I'm interested to learn a little bit more about this, and I'm super excited, actually, today. Um, really am excited. Uh, great to be back with the Curious Fire podcast, and uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, today's show. Quite a bit of a, a change in format as well. Well, it's probably the first, isn't it? The first time we've actually allowed a guest into our podcast. Yes, indeed. Yes, we were. <laughs> we are very, very lucky. Yes, indeed. And we have a fantastic guest as well. And we were telling you a little bit more about that. But how are you, Trevor? How are you getting on today? Well, today I've had um, yeah, quite a good day today. I've had a really chilled out, relaxed kind of day today. It's almost as though I had no care for time today. I could do anything I wanted and take as much time and had all the time in the world to get through my day. So... Um, that's a bit of a clue as to what we're going to talk about as well. Mm, mm. Are you going to tell us who the guest is? Because I know we're itching to, to let the cat out of the bag. Yes. So, um, yes, as, as Trevor has said, this is a first for us. It is a new feature that we're bringing to the programme where we're going to be uh, interviewing guests uh, sporadically, as they say. Not every week, but we will have guests. And our first guest is a person that I met about, mm, I think we both met about uh, nearly Four years ago, yes, indeed, mm. at a uh, social media summit here in Dublin. And uh, the very person that we're talking about is Mr. D. Scott Smith. How are you today, Scott? Great to have you on. <laughs> Delighted to uh, to eventually get uh, to get to record and we can chat all about. We have a fantastic subject. So how are you? Oh, my gosh. I am, I am doing great. This is like the uh, trifecta. I'm a fan of Alan. I'm a fan of Trevor and the Curious Fire podcast, and I get to be the first guest on the show. That's um, Can the day get any better? This is absolutely the best time ever to be alive. Right? It's brilliant, isn't it? Absolutely brilliant. We're really pleased to have you here, Scott. Anyway, it's good, uh, good to chat to you. And I suppose before we, uh, we start digging into our chosen topic, which is the size of time and a really interesting subject that we're going to be talking about, Scott, you know, maybe you might give us a little bit of a, a background on yourself if uh, people don't know you, but I'm sure they do. But uh, and let's, uh, let's find out a little bit more about Scott first. Well, it's uh, true. We did meet uh, there in Dublin at, at Social Media Summit. So that was a, a great group of people. That was the first summit that was there. That was um, an honor to be a part of that. But uh, work-wise, I've done a number of different jobs. My undergraduate degree was in business and finance. So I spent time in banking and financial services and made the jump into manufacturing and uh started learning social media back 10, 12 years ago and how to promote businesses. And uh, that's what brought me to Dublin and meet you, you gentlemen. Mm, and the rest is history, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. today we're going to be talking all about the size of time. And uh, Scott has wrote a piece on this uh, regarding the theory of 18s and uh, very interested to explore this in a little bit more detail. Um, Size of time, Trevor, what do you think? 
Well, it's very interesting, isn't it, how we sort of think we measure time because we think we measure time with a clock going tick tock, tick tock, and there's 24 hours in a day and so many minutes in an hour. And we've sort of invented this system and we've kind of that's it. That's how we measure time. That's it. Podcast over, isn't it? I mean, what else is there to know about time? <laughs> <laughs> um, I love it. But it reminded me when I, when I came up with the sort of those podcasts we knew we were going to do, it reminded me of a, um, a lyrics from a song, which sort of comes into what uh, Scott's going to talk about. But it, uh, it says, when they were young, they would wish for the summer evenings that would never end. Now the day's too long and the key to life is locked away in childhood memories. And it's kind of like Scott's theory, which I'm not sure we'll dig into the detail of, is it, is that as we age through time, our perception of that time changes. Hmm. And when we're young, we have all the time in the world to do everything we want to do and it never ends. Tomorrow never comes and it's all idyllic. But as you get older and older and older and you've got more stuff to do, you find you run out of time and you can't actually get everything done and the days get shorter. That's the gist, I think, what Scott told us about when he introduced the subject to us. And uh, yeah, I just um, fascinated to know Scott's angle and delve a bit deeper into this concept of how time grows and shrinks depending on how old you are. Yeah, and I think I think uh, well, the first question I want to ask is, what's the name of that song? Or what is that song? <laughs> <laughs> that is a song called People by Level 42. Ah, there you go, there you go. There you go. The, level the Level 42 man is in the house as usual. <laughs> yes, indeed. I thought you were going to actually give us a quote for us there, but I'm sure that will come within this episode and when you, you know, talk about the proper job as well. Yes, indeed. Many, many, many moons away. <laughs> Many, many years. So, Scott, um, you were talking there about you, you, you've wrote this piece and it's all about the theory of Aideen and uh, you've gone into some details. So maybe you might uh, ex explore and, and then explain it a little bit in, to us and, and let us uh, help us to understand what we're talking about here. I'll tell you a couple of things that, that led to the genesis of this, uh, this, this exercise. And it was, uh, one of them was, it happened many years ago. And I had heard this interview with a lady that was 100 years old. And they just asked her, well, what's it like to be 100 years old? And, sh and she said, well, first of all, you eat breakfast like every 10 minutes. <laughs> and I just thought that, well, it was an interesting point. And then one day, my son, when he was about five, six years old, he said, Dad, if when we die and go to heaven and it lasts forever, won't we get bored? <laughs> mm. And so I started thinking about time. He says that, so theory is, of course, that there is no time in heaven. And so, but then, so how do we measure time? And I, I looked at it and said, well, there's, there's, there's maybe two ways that we, that we measure time. And, and one is through decay and the other is through growth. Mm -hmm. So the simple example would be uh, get a bunch of grapes on the table, maybe two different grape uh, bunches. And when you walk in, you'll easily tell which one had been there for a week and which one had been there that day, mm. right? Yeah. Because the, the, the weak old ones are starting to look more raisin-like. And so they're, they're, they're going through that decay process. So I could, I could look at that and, and make some sort of time judgment. Hmm. But if we're in heaven and there's no decay, then I don't get hungry. I don't get tired of sitting in one place. I could stand on one foot all day and not get tired because there's no decay in my muscle, right? There's yeah. Anyway, it was it was, it was th these are the couple of things that that uh, led me to start thinking about this. And then 
uh, scribble some things out and actually come up with uh, some sort of an equation. Yeah, and I'm looking at this equation, and it's uh, it's quite complex. Um, <laughs> yes, um, and yeah, it's it's it, it, it. In some ways, it does make sense, and then in other ways, I'm sort of looking at it and going, mm, "Okay, right, I need to stand back and look at this in a bit more detail." But I do agree with you. I do I do think you know we look at time differently. Uh, throughout our lives and I think with that in mind I suppose as you say the 100 year old woman who eats dinner who eats eats every 10 or 15 minutes or whatever it may be so there's like you can see that because of the way yeah I, I, I get it I understand mm. it it's it's hard to explain but um, yeah mm. well that's well, why I've, I wanted to come up with with some sort of a way to, to describe this mm. because um, we can we can generally say that as we get older Time appears to compress, and we, we, I look at it as relative time because we can, we can look at the clock and the calendar and hours and movements of the sun, those ways that we track, track time, uh, but it's our, our relative perception of the time. So when you're young, when you're 8, 9, 10 years old, summer vacation seems like it's going to last forever. Hmm. You just can't, you yeah. know, when is Christmas going to come? Yeah. And thinking about things like when you're 8 years old, and actually imagining 10 years out in the future when you graduate from high school, that's so far away. You just can't even imagine that. Mm. But as you get older, you feel like, wow, I mean, Christmas is already here and it's only June, right? Yeah. You're, already, <laughs> you're already kind of experiencing that in a way. Mm. And that 100-year-old lady, it's just like, man, I just finished cleaning the dishes and I got to cook breakfast again because of this <laughs> compression of time. Hmm. So, so how do we measure the difference between, uh, say, uh, you know, a ten-year-old, a forty-year-old, fifty-year-old, seventy-year-old person? What's the, and is there some practical application to to this measurement? Yeah. I agree with you, and I think like it's just when you're talking there about that, it just bring it brought something to mind that um, my my daughter, my eldest daughter, she, when she was doing her leaving cert, which would be sort of like her senior exams in high school um, in the states, but basically what she when she went into fifth year and they've uh, sort of a two year cycle as such to complete their final exams, and. She was like, we were talking to her and we we're saying, look, okay, you have to knuckle down for the next two years. And after that, then you're free to do whatever you want. But I was saying two years is not that long of a time. Like it's only whatever it is, six or eight months each, <laughs> right. you know, each for each each year. And you sort of go, I, I was sitting there and I said, like, that's not that long. And she was saying, oh, well, gosh, I have two years of this. And I'm going, you know, so you can see the difference in, I suppose, and I suppose as, as well as that, it's the, it's the attitude or it's the perception of mm. how we, we value time or how we uh, distribute that time, I suppose, in a sense is another way of looking at it. And it's that, and it's the difference between what you, mm. uh, you perceive time at and your daughter. Mm. Take mm. a look at that. But basically... Yeah. Um, if we were looking at, at time and this compression of time, thinking that when you're born, time is, the moment you're born, time is infinite. And then at, at the time you die, time becomes infinitesimal, right? It's mm -hmm. gone. And so, and, there, and so there's some sort of a scale there. And we've, we've said we experienced it between these, these couple of ages, 10-year-old and 100-year-old. So 
part of what we're looking at is that difference between the perception of time that you have at, at your age and stage of life and your daughter. And so we can look at the, we can look at the equation, uh, but basically, based on my experience, I decided that age 36 was going to be my midpoint. And that's mm. where one day feels like one day. Everything before that, one day feels longer. And after that, one day feels shorter. So that was just, uh, it was arbitrary on my part based on conversations that I've had in my personal experience. So now if we take this from, if we take this from that, we can look at say, well, well let, me, let me take my, my son. My son's 17 years old. I'm 58 years old. So that gives us a, a, a good range there. Yep. So one month, one 30-day month for my son feels like, uh, feels like 64 days. Okay. Right. That's a, yep. that, that's how that's how it feels to him. Mm-hmm. To me, it it feels like 19 days. So I, I'm feeling time running at about 60 percent, and he's feeling it running not quite uh, double. So the difference <laughs> is about 45 days. Yeah. So I, I have a greater sense of urgency to get something done than he does. He feels like oh, I've got like two months to do this. Yeah. And I'm thinking you've got like two weeks to do this. And that, Alan, is what you and your daughter were experiencing. Yeah, mm. definitely. Definitely. And I think that's very true. I, I, I like I, I suppose in a sense it's like as you as you get older, I think you sort of say, you know, and like don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that you're sort of we're just we're we're disappearing as you know, a lot quicker, but I think we have I think our minds expand and we we do a lot more whereas with a with a younger person they're a bit more carefree they don't have what they have so I think there's all of this is all coming into the mix as much as anything else and I think we 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 value time a lot more that we spend with whether it be family friends whatever it may be in business or whatever we're doing and I think that's where we sort of look at that I suppose that size of um I suppose the size of time. What are your thoughts on this, Trevor? <laughs> size bit, of time. That was a well, bit. I think the thing is the the longer you go through life, the more memories you have because mm. memories are generated all the time as you're stepping through life. So memories are irrelevant if time doesn't exist. You need to have time to have a reference to a memory. Mm. So the older you get, the more memories you have, you have more capacity to fill the time available which flips your perception that there's less time. Ooh. Scott looks puzzled now. <laughs> <laughs> and for, we are well, one this. of the interesting things about the way the brain works is, is that uh, from what they've found in research is that when we, ha- when we experience memories, we use a certain part of the brain. When we think about doing something in the future, we use the same part of the brain. So, in essence, we're time traveling back yeah. when, we th- when we experience a memory. When I think, yeah. oh, when I met you in Dublin uh, at the Aviva Stadium, that I can remember that time. Yeah. If I think, oh, well, I've seen pictures of, of where Trevor lives and the little smithy across the street. And so, I can imagine standing there in the lane and talking to Trevor because I have this memory yeah. of him and, and hearing your voice. And so... In essence, I can time travel forward into mm. that into that moment that hasn't yeah. happened. Yeah. So we have more experiences, is more opportunities to have more experiences because you wouldn't be able to invent a future event 
without the experiences to create that unless you had a wild imagination um so i think yeah it's it's the perception is i think like you say alan we we do more anyway but we have the ability to do more our minds have expanded mm. day by day so our perception is the world's a much bigger place lots more to do with the same amount of time available which compresses the perception of time and i think we look back to look forward you know, we always, I think we will always do that. You know, it's like I, I, I interviewed someone else on a podcast before and they said there's a, like there's four, there's four movies that go on in your head. This is, there's four movies that go on. So there's the one that comes from your brain to your mouth and from your mouth to the other person's mouth to the other person's mouth into their brain. So that there's four different images and there's four different times. So there's a whole time space and reality of what we are, you know, perceiving. Because I think we have to, I think that's the only way we can, I suppose, in a sense, logically think this true, is it's that way of, of I suppose, you know, we have to define it in some shape, some shape or mind, in some shape or some state um, to let us understand it. And I think that's, our logical brain is sort of working that way to say, oh, right, well, this is what we have to do. But I understand, like, I see your whole point, uh, Scott, of talking about, you know, from zero to 18 and then from, I suppose, uh, 19 on to 36 and so on and so forth. So you might talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, so so having kind of come up with an equation where I can say at a certain age, this is my my perception of time, how, how much time has elapsed and how it, it gets shorter as we get older. So we have that, and then I looked and said, we can break our lives into basically uh, six groups of 18 years because there's some commonality. And, and basically, the, that first phase from zero to 18, when we're children, we, don't, we have no control over, over our life. Our, our parents decide everything, where we live, what school we go to, and so forth. Um, and so taking that as a base and then going out in 18-year groups um, – so that first phase I call learning, and then from 19 to 36, that's establishing. 37 to 54, you're growing. Yep. 55 to 72, you're benefiting. 73 to 90, you're reaping, and I'll say reaping the benefits. And uh, if you get past 90, 90 and above, that for me that's bonus time, right? <laughs> definitely. <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> And so we can look at the, you know, so these are just groups and there's, there's certain things that happen within there. Uh, you know, once you leave the house and you're, you're, you're going to school, you're starting your first jobs, maybe you're getting married, um, you're taking control of your life for the first time, but you have very low responsibility and almost no influence or authority. And these start to change as we get older. So as you move into the growing phase, you have a lot of responsibility for children, spouses, mortgages, minivans, that kind of thing. And, you're, and you start growing your authority and your influence. Um, between uh, 55 and 70 in the benefiting range, that, that's really when you have your maximum authority and um, influence. And then as you get to 73 to 90, uh, you start uh, to lose a little control over your life is maybe different health things issue and your authority starts to wane. Hmm. So you go from being very influential and authoritative yeah. uh, in your community and with your peers and, and, and junior folks. And then that starts to diminish 
Uh, and so these are, and these are just different uh, aspects as we look at these, at these groupings of 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sort of, it's sort of like, it's sort of like, in, in a sense, I suppose, if you're looking at this, and what I'm reading into this is, is it's like the, I suppose, the the map of your life or the journey of your life as well. Is when you look at this, when you sort of break it down and looking at it like that, where you say learning, establishing, growing, benefiting, reaping, and then as you say, the bonus, which is the, you know, the the ultimate goal at, at the end of the day. But at the same token, I think if you, as you say, when the way you've broken that down, I, it it explains it in a lot more detail and it gives it a lot more. I suppose, focus and understanding of what way actually our lives are sort of set out in a sense. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But I also think it's there's sort of pockets of some days where time will change in it, regardless of what age you are. You suddenly have a day where you think, wow, that day flew by really quick or it went really slow, nothing happened. You know, you go and sit, wait for a train, you're sitting there with nothing to do, time stands still, doesn't it? But if you're busy and got things to do and everything's happening and there's a buzz, time goes really quick. So I think even within that, you know, naught to 90 plus, there are still pockets where that perception changes on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, yeah it can slide within that, within that, mm. that area, depending again, what you're, what, what you're doing. Yeah. Right. Well, and, they always uh, say, if you want a job done, give it to a busy person. <laughs> so do it I and like get on that. with it. <laughs> I like that. You know, many, many years ago when I was, you know, I mentioned I was in banking and I um, was running branch, teller branch uh, operations. And so um, the days that my tellers would be out of balance mm-hmm. at the end of the day, then when their cash wouldn't match what the machine says they should have, yeah. was the days when we were not busy yeah, because they would get distracted doing other things instead of just taking care of the, the clients. Mm-hmm. But on those really busy days, high transaction days, yeah, almost always everyone balanced. It is, it, it is, it's fascinating, and that's you know, yeah, I think that that yet again is down to the way we are wired as well. Though if we are, you know, if as you say, when you're busy, you are a lot of there's a lot of productivity, there's a lot of stuff that's going on in your head that you're making sure that you're, I suppose, you know, do, dotting the T's and crossing the, or gr- dotting the I's and crossing the T's. I always get that mixed up <laughs> for some reason. So I don't know. And I think I just have a mental block when it yeah. comes to that. But uh, I do, th- you know, I do think that is, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. But um, yeah, no, no, I understand and I, and I see the whole idea behind this whole theory of eighty, and I just, I, I love it. It's fascinating. It's actually fascinating, you know. That well, I like it. It's part of the, and part of it is, is you know, what's the practical, right? Mm. How do we do this? So we were talking about your daughter and, and yourself, and how you have these time perceptions. When you're intentional about it, it helps you in your communication. So I understand. Oh, mm. she's going to have less urgency than I have, but also she can understand. Well, my father's going to be a little want to push me a little bit more because. You know, he, he has a, this greater sense of urgency. And then as we're looking at these different categories, these uh, blocks of 18, part of it is, is that we can be intentional. So as, as you're moving through these different phases, I can understand uh, the young man, you know, wants to be more influential. Well, wait a little bit and you'll get there. Uh, but then, you know, I don't want to lose that authority, but understand I'm passing, I've passed on that, that torch to the next generation. Yeah. And just understand that's part of the natural flow. Hmm. And so you don't have to be disappointed in what you can't do, but 
I'll say regale in what you did do. Yeah. That's yeah. good. There's yeah. um, there's like, I would look at that like from the spending, like I spent, you know, many years in corporate and I'm working on them starting up my own business and stuff like that. And as someone, someone pointed out to me, I like, I remember sitting there one day and actually thinking, saying to myself, oh, I should have done this years ago. I should have done this years ago. And the person that I was actually spoke, that I actually spoke to actually said, no, because you weren't ready for it. You yep. weren't ready yes. to do that. Yes, then. exactly. You know, mm-hmm. and you so I sort of said, well, yeah, and then you sort of you stand back from it. And you go, you know, you're probably right actually, because you wouldn't have had the experience that you have now. And I'm not talking about you know the business in the business sense. I'm talking about in life in general yeah. that you wouldn't have had that experience if you hadn't have gone through what you've already gone through. Now, I'm not saying that it was anything bad or was turmoil or anything, but it was the same. It was a collaboration of experiences that has led mm-hmm. you to where you are today. And I think as yeah. you get older, you get more, I suppose, you sit back and you sort of look at things and you don't, you know, like I remember when we, was, when we were in your 30s, you're stressing about everything. When you get to your 50s, you sort of go, okay, right, well, look, I, there's only so much of this that I can control. Mm. But then there's the other side of it and saying, well, there's only so much of this that I want to be able to control as well. Mm-hmm. you know yeah you let stuff go I think it's very true it's like when I had a proper job the things I learned hey there he got it in he got it in <laughs> we have sorry in. Scott we have this running joke got that it, Trevor got says, it worked in yeah Trevor always says in, when <laughs> I had a proper in. job so we always yeah. we have to work it in somewhere along the podcast <laughs> but all the skill sets during that proper job set me for that position to now run my own business like I say the time wouldn't have been right trying to do it 20 years prior because it was the the skill sets of the human interaction in corporate life. Mm. You know, it's not just the specific job you did, but it's just that whole environment of business, dealing with suppliers and customers and all that kind of stuff. Um, And it it gets you to the point where you go, right, I'm going to do it myself. And yeah, 20 years ago, gave up that proper job for for another job. (laughs) For this new proper job. Well, Trevor, I I, I say the same thing. I sort of... um, because social media is part of my world mm-hmm. and how I make money. I always joke and said, you know, if I had a real job yeah, <laughs> and I was on Facebook and my boss came by and said, hey, come on, shut that down, get to work. But now if I'm at home and I got a spreadsheet up and I'm working on these calculations and, and things and, and my wife comes by, she said, hey, shut down that spreadsheet and got on Facebook right now and start making <laughs> some money. <laughs> Amazing the way life turns, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's fascinating, isn't it? But it's, um, yeah, but time. We are, is, we, are, we are where we were, yeah. right? <laughs> we are where we were, very good. Well, it's the thing, is, so, time yeah. is one of those things we really struggle as humans to grasp, and we never really quite understand it. And I, I say there's, there's two things very similar, time and love. Mm. And when you understand both of those, there's nothing else left to know. <laughs> That, Trevor, is very true. Yeah. <laughs> but will we ever know how that happens? <laughs> that's that's the quest of life, isn't it? That's another podcast I can yeah, see coming is. along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if anyone comes up with an equation for love, then um, I'll tune into that episode for sure. <laughs> I thought you were going to be the one who done that. Says, <laughs> 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 so, I'd be a very rich man if I could do that. <laughs> Wouldn't we all, Says, <laughs> Yeah, no, it is. And I think, though, like, I, I, I do find it fascinating. And we, as you said, we will put this up in the show notes and we'll also um, share it out as well um, on social. 
with the audience as well because I do believe that uh, it's 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 a it's a fascinating read. Mm. It really is. It's a fascinating. And can I just ask a question, Scott? How long did it take you to uh, to uh, sort of distill this down into um, this piece that you wrote? Well, it's, it, that's a hard thing to say. So because it is it is part of this evolution from hearing the question, you know, hearing the interview with the hundred year old lady, getting the question from my son. Um, and so it, it's, it's, I will say it's probably taken years, but when I really sat down to, to come up with this equation, it didn't take that long, but I did, but I just needed to come up with something that, that gave me a tool that I could use to communicate between the generations. Brilliant. So there you go. Absolutely. brilliant. <laughs> I have a quote for you about love. Here and logic. Go. Of course. <laughs> From my good friend, Lily Sanders, that says, love brings answers and wisdom that stretch far beyond human logic. So, That's quite interesting. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Fasc- fascinating subject, love and time. Well, perhaps we'll have to do a, a love and another one, but time is uh, very interesting, I think. Yeah, I think it is. And, uh, you know, like, as I said, I just, I, I just find it, like, just reading through this, even this piece, I found, like... I sort of looked at it and went, read about it, and I went, mm, okay, I have to sort of sit back and think about this. And I, that's what, like, obviously, this is what the podcast is about. We do a lot of that sitting back and thinking about mm-hmm. and delving deeper into the subjects. But look, going from, as you say, from the zero to 18, the learning process of life, and the, and I think it's, it's, it's also it's to do with the way our lives are shaped as well and how we shape them. Because I think we, as we move through, like, I, my, my father is quite elderly now he's in his 80s and like that as you say and i'm just thinking about him when you talk about the 73 to 90 is a stage of of our lives and whatever and where the same reaping and i'm seeing him reaping them rewards of the work that he's done and the the way mm-hmm. he's given up time for his family and how he's rare and all of that so now I'm sort of seeing him on the other side of it and he's sort of reaping them rewards of where people are now starting to look after him and making sure that he's okay. So you can see this whole progression and even through our own lives and stuff like that. Like I'm, what, 50, 51 now? Yes, I know it's 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 hard to believe, but whenever. But like that, I see that from looking at looking back at my time as, you know, from zero to 80 and how, what, what I was like, the 19th to 36, the establishing when you're making yourself, you're making your way in the world and then as you grow and you start growing. And I'm glad to say I'm still in that uh, growing bracket, which is, a, which is a great way to know that it means I have another, whatever, three years still to grow. Yeah, near, which is you're nearing the end of it, Alan. You're, getting, yeah. you're nearing the end. Yeah, so I should not, I should, uh, I, you <laughs> a know. A man way, of authority. Yeah, 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 I will be that know-all. Growing, growing I will authority. Be, yeah, I will be that know-all in about three years' time. So <laughs> that's, that's when I can really benefit from it. But I do think think we look at these um you know we look at this and we look at you know our especially our our children and stuff like that and how we can instill um values and instill other things into their lives and and from the benefits and the experience that we've had it's it's great to be able to do that and like i know if i had a talk to you know if my my father had spoke to me now the way i would speak to my daughters and the way i sort of say well look you know, you can do anything. There's a, there's there's an old story of what I always say is is where my daughters are. You know, they're growing, they're starting to grow up, and I used to always say to them, you know, you don't you don't necessarily have to work in the petrol station. You should be the one who owns it, 
so aspire to be doing that mm. and when mm-hmm. when like whereas we would have been told when we were growing up you know you need to get a job you need to do this you need to have a trade or you need to whatever it is establish yourself and get yourself a good job and be in it for life whereas now i think the perception of the way we we talk to our kids or we talk to our peers or whatever people that we can actually that are younger than us we're actually able to explain things in a different scenario saying no you can be what you want to be now as opposed to years ago we would say oh we have to do this and this is the the road that we have to follow whereas i think life and the way life has come has become we've become more open to suggestions yep i agree with that alan I'll agree definitely. It is. Um, it kind of sums up the whole thing about back to the question of what's the size of time. Mm. And I don't think we can measure time. We can only measure the perception of time. Ooh. Is that good? That's a real good one. <laughs> Scott, what are your final thoughts on this before we uh, decide to uh, wrap up? Because, like, I have to admit, I could sit here and talk about this <laughs> for hours, and Trevor knows that, and he's, he's always the one who goes. Okay, right, yeah, right. <laughs> Let's go. It is a, it is a, it is a fun subject, and um, you know, we talked a little bit why we, why we think we have this different uh, perception. But for me, it really came down to what, what's the practical application? You know, we, we can experience it, but just when I interact with my, with my son, and I real, you know, and I'm saying, hey, it's summer, you, you should apply for a job, and he doesn't apply for the job that hour that day <laughs> now i understand why yeah. yeah but if he understands this theory then he can understand why i keep reminding him mm. <laughs> yeah yeah so it has so it's it comes down to the practical application of this yeah and and how and how we as humans are able to better understand each other especially cro- across generations yeah yeah and, and stages I- of life yeah, and I think that's so, so important. And especially, it's never been so more important as it is today. Mm. I, I think it is that we can all understand and accept the different way that people think and the different way, as you say, that the generations, you know, think and how they understand things. And I, I yeah, I, yeah, I just, yeah, I get it. <laughs> I can't say any more than that. <laughs> I'll go off on one What again. an honor. What an honor yeah. to be the first guest on the Curious Fire podcast. Thank you. Trevor, thank you, Alan, for letting me join you and 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 share my brain ramblings. Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> and so you're you're always welcome to share always your brain welcome. ramblings. Yeah. How can uh, tra- uh, Scott, if people want to get in contact with you, how can they reach out and uh, chat with you? Yeah, I am. I am open to uh, just about any way that people want to connect with me. Um, my email is scott at dscottsmith.com. It's also my website, and uh, you can go there to learn about being a motivational listener, which we've talked about uh, in the past. Mm -hmm. And um, so those are great ways. I'm on Twitter at uh, D underscore Scott and uh, Instagram at D dot Scott Smith. And that's enough ways to find. There's other ways, but those are, those are, (laughs) those are easy. Brilliant stuff. And uh, Trevor, if people want to reach out and chat with you, how can they get in contact with the, the Digital Alchemist? The Digital himself? Alchemist. Yeah, to find me, it's the website, digitalalchemist.live. And you'll find all the social links on there to find me lurking in various places on uh, Twitter and Facebook and such places. So, yeah, love to talk to anybody if you've got the time. Brilliant stuff. And if you want to reach out to me, you can find me at Compass Media or 
Or are you ready for this, Trevor? My okay. new website is a hyphen. It's Alan hyphen Hennessy dot IE. And you'll find out all the details about me. So the Compass Media is more for the business end. But if you want to find out more about me and what I do, uh, just go to the website, Alan Hennessy. That's that's the easy way. And you can find all the social links as, as well there. Scott, it has been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. And thanks for being our first guest on the Curious Fire podcast. It has been an absolute uh, delight uh, to sit and chat with you uh, yet again. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to go uh, right from this recording uh, to update my resume. Hey, I love it. I love it. I love it. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Scott. Brilliant stuff. And uh, guys, if you want to listen back to any of the previous podcasts, you can find them all available on your usual podcast providers and also available on uh, Spotify and uh, all the usual places. And if you want to get in contact with us, Trevor, how can people reach out to us? Up on to Twitter, Curious Fire Pod on Twitter. And we're also on Facebook, Curious Fire Podcast. So it's two good places to start. Brilliant stuff. So until next week at the same time, uh, thanks for joining us. And uh, as I always say, stay safe. Stay curious as too. (laughs) (laughs) Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Curious Fire podcast with Alan Hennessy and Trevor Lorkings. If you would like to get in contact, tweet at Curious Fire Pod on Twitter. Join us next week for another episode that will ignite your thoughts and set your curiosity on fire. Remember to stay curious.